0: Hi, I'm Vishen Lakhiani, founder of Mind Valley, the school for human transformation. You're listening to the Mind Valley podcast, where we'll be bringing you the greatest teachers and thought leaders on the planet to discuss the world's most powerful ideas and personal growth for mind, body, spirit, and work. Welcome back to the Mind Valley podcast. This episode that you're about to hear is really, really personal to me. It is a talk I delivered at Mind Valley reunion. 2019 in Los Angeles, there was a massive audience there, close to a thousand people, a lot of celebrities in the audience. And this was the opening conversation at Mind Valley Reunion. You see, I like to start our big live events in LA with sharing my personal discoveries from the previous year. And that previous year, the year 2018 to 2019, what I was experimenting with was living my life with two fundamental rules. These two rules governed everything I did, from how I treated myself, to how I ran my company, to how I traveled the world, to how I took care of my life. These rules fucked me up and disrupted my life in numerous ways, but allowed me to come back and bounce back stronger than ever before. As I was living my life under these two rules, or what in personal growth I might refer to as a Model of reality. I noticed some interesting things happen. Number one, went through the biggest growth year ever for Mind Valley. Number two, my marriage dissolved and disappeared consciously with my partner of 16 years and I still staying friends and close partners and co-parents, but no longer married. These rules in short were so disruptive to my entire life that they put me at a whole different level from where I was just one year before. And in this conversation, this talk, I'm going to share with you these two rules. Now I want to give credit where credit is due. The first rule comes from one of my personal mentors, Sri Kumar Rao. The second rule also comes from a mentor, Neil Donald Walsh. Sri Kumar Rao is one of the foremost MBA professors in the world. And Neil Donald Walsh is probably one of the greatest spiritual writers in the world, with his Conversations with God book series having sold some 15 million copies. So let's get started with the two rules that allow you to bounce back from pain and grow into your greatest self. and this is the Valley Podcast. I like to start reunion with just my own feelings on personal growth and share with you what I learned over the last one year. As Mia said, I like to travel, meet interesting people, and then connect with them, understand what processes they're going through, their way of seeing the world, their methodologies for healing or growth. Integrate that within my life. Some work, some don't work, and those that work, I like to bring it back to the world and magnify. And in this last year, I've been meditating on two rules. I really wanted to figure out if I could sit my son down and explain to Hayden, what are the two overriding philosophies that are going to make him truly live life? I'm not talking about success. I think that's a BS term that our education systems tell us we should chase at the expense of everything else. I'm talking about just being human, living life. And I find that these two rules are the ones that I feel most drawn to. Now, before I get to the two rules, you must understand this really key idea. A lot of people outside Mind Valley don't get this, but this is a particularly powerful idea that will help you grow. It's the idea of the difference between transformation and learning. So my mom, was a public school teacher in Malaysia. She was actually the best English teacher in Malaysia. So I was really, really grateful to have a mom who was a public school teacher because she instilled in me the love for learning. And I did well as a student. I would go to school. I would get good grades. Having a mom as a teacher meant you could not slack on your homework. So (laughs) good grades were like really important to me. But most of what I learned in school, I later forgot most of what I learned in university at the University of Michigan, I later forgot. That is learning. Learning is temporary. You can learn facts, you can learn figures, but you forget them. Transformation, on the other hand, is beyond learning. Transformation is what is missing from my education system. Transformation is the idea that you start seeing the world in a radically different way. Transformation is going from the beliefs of your religion or your culture or the beliefs instilled in you by your parents and then realizing that there are other ways of viewing the world. And the unique thing about transformation is that once your mind expands, it can never again shrink to its original size. Once you understand that aging is optional, you can never again go back to the old you. Once you understand that you can succeed in life through love and compassion, you can never again go back to greed. Once you understand that love can be painful, But it's part of the journey, and it's one of the most fulfilling things a human being can experience. You never again fear relationships. And so transformation is what Mindvalley is about. Transformation is what we're trying to get in schooling systems and now companies around the world. And so thanks to this community that has been so engrossed in transformation, going through our programs on the Mindvalley app, we're slowly True you guys being pulled in different businesses and companies. A couple of Mind Valley reunion students last year from Finland pulled us into schools in Finland. So some 200 to 700 Finnish students took Jim Quick's Quest. And we found that six months later, 80% of them saw a the persistent grade increase. Thanks to other people in this room, we got invited to speak at Google. We just got invited to speak at Microsoft and to bring our programs into these companies. And what we're really trying to do here is patch that gap in the education system that emphasizes learning and standardized testing and certificates, rather than truly teaching us how to see the world in a unique way. So you got to understand, schools can teach you biology, but they can't teach you to basically live to be 150 by slowing down aging. Schools can teach you values in some way. But they can't teach you to truly tap into your spiritual core. And really that is what we are seeking to do at this event and through the mind valley system. So how do you spark transformation? The funny thing is this, right? Transformation is initiated by two things. For most people in the world, transformation comes through cause number one, a disorienting dilemma which means, bam, life comes and hits you. You go bankrupt, but through that, you learn what to do to make your next business successful. You end up in hospital, but through that, you learn how to take better care of your health. That is transformation through pain. But there's also transformation through what is called gradual accumulation of evolving meaning schema. And that sounds so boring, but it basically means this. You start seeing the world in a new way because of the people you meet, because of the books you read. Autobiographies, curated communities like this spark the second type of transformation. It's slower. It's slower, but it's a lot more beautiful. It's a lot more joyous. Now, the problem, though, is that both these forms of transformation don't happen at a rapid pace. Most people go through suffering to transform. And most people, their evolving meaning schema, their visions, their worldviews evolve very, very, very slowly because they are stuck with the same community. They are stuck in that same city. So here's what it looks like when you put it together. First, the disorienting dilemma, right? The Rumi said, wound is the place where the light enters. And I love that quote. The disorienting dilemma is what all of us experience in our life, that forces us to grow. Rumi also said, you who cannot take a good rub, how will you ever become a polished gem? Isn't that beautiful? So the disorienting dilemma is a really, really, really powerful idea. So powerful that Google did a study and they found this. This is an extract from a book called Exponential Organizations. And it says, Google recently demonstrated that its best employees were not Ivy League students, but rather young people who had experienced a big loss in their lives and had been able to transform that experience into growth. According to Google, deep personal loss has resulted in employees who are more humble and open to listening and learning. That's crazy, right? Google literally found that their employees who are the best employees are ones who have gone through some form of suffering. How many of you here can recognize that idea of suffering because you've gone through it and you've emerged from that fire as a better person? Congratulations. Turns out it's part of life. And now you're eligible for Google. (laughs) So the second thing is evolved meaning schema over time. So evolved meaning schema over time is what personal growth is about. Evolved meaning schema over time means that we are engaged in this process of growing and evolving ourselves. But when you put them both together, for the average person, transformation is unpredictable and slow because we have to wait for that suffering. Or it's slow because we are developing this evolved meaning schema in a slow accumulation over time. Our goal is to accelerate that, to get you guys to make that leap. That's why you're here. That's what this event is about. It's about making a rapid leap into transformation. So what I want to share with you are these two rules. But to understand these rules, we must give you a roadmap. Roadmaps are really beautiful because they show you how to get to where you want to go faster. And the roadmap we're going to use is this idea from Abraham Maslow. Maslow created this pyramid called the Pyramid of Human Needs. And the yellow line points to love and belonging. All of us need love and belonging. We need our tribes. We need our societies. We need our family. We need to feel like we are part of something bigger. But once you have that fulfilled, once you are no longer lonely, your needs evolve. The next need that we go to is esteem. Esteem is really interesting. Esteem is what our education system is educating us to do. Esteem is when you care about your career progression. You care about that fancy car. You care about recognition from your boss. You care about looking really good in Lululemon yoga pants. (laughs) That's esteem. Now, the funny thing is, because our society hardwires into this, most people, when they go through personal growth, it is esteem that they are looking for. But here's the thing. When you start going deeper and deeper and deeper into personal growth, it's no longer about your yoga ass or your promotion (laughs) or about the recognition. You get to something called self-actualization. This is where the magic happens. Self-actualization is the idea that you grow for the sake of growth. It is your growth that motivates you, not external validation this is where we want to take people. This is where you want to take your children. Not growing for someone else's opinion, growing because as a soul, you know that we are here in human bodies to learn and to grow. But there's a level above this. So the funny thing is, when Abraham Maslow first published The Pyramid, he stopped at self-actualization. Later, he went back to his work and said he missed a level. And that level is what we call self-transcendence. Self-transcendence is the idea that you go beyond yourself that your growth is important, yes, but you're going to use that growth. You're going to use that fit body, that incredible mind, those connections you have, that powerful cognitive ability to put together ideas, to go forth and fix the world. Self-transcendence is a really powerful idea. It means that we are not here just to be our best selves. We are here to be our best selves and fix the world. Fix the world around you so that our children inherit a better world than what we did. This is what Mind Valley is about. So if you are trying to explain what Mind Valley does, we're beyond learning. We're getting to transformation. And the highest level of transformation is where it is not about the higher salary or the great body or looking good or someone else's validation. It's about just like people on the spiritual part, your growth is what is important to you. And you're using that growth to fuel your desire to fix the world. So let's go deeper into two of these, right? And I want to bring some ideas from some previous speakers who were here last year at reunion. Self-actualization, achieving your full potential. Sri Kumar Rao took the stage at reunion last year. How many of you here remember Rao and his speech? So after that speech, Rao got off the stage. He went back there where I was sitting and he said, "Vision." so love this community, and I'm so glad at what you guys are doing because MBA programs suck." And I'm like, what do you mean? Because Rao is one of the top MBA teachers in America. He says, they don't teach us what matters. And I said, what matters? And he says, what we got to learn in our schools is this. We got to learn that your business is not about your business. If your business hits a billion dollars, who cares? The question is, did you grow? If your business fails, who cares? The question is, did you grow? and then I quote him, he said, your business is nothing more than a vehicle for your personal growth. So, that gives us rule one. Your thing is not about your thing. Rather, your thing is nothing more than a vehicle for your personal growth. Rao extends that. Your children are not about your children. Your children are a vehicle for your personal growth. Your relationship and your marriage is not about your relationship and your marriage. It's about your personal growth. And your business and your career is about your personal growth. Rule one liberates you. Rule one makes you realize that failure is fine because what is failure? Suffering. And what does suffering do? It makes you freaking awesome. (laughs) So when you embrace rule one, you never forget who you truly are, a soul here on a learning opportunity. And we learn through success and we learn through failure. Rule one is the essence of self-actualization. So I want to teach you a word, ROSE, your rate of self-evolution. I love that word ROSE because I just finished watching The Little Prince on Netflix. Anyone seen that or read the book? So anyway, ROSE is a character in that book. ROSE stands for rate of self-evolution. This is one of the biggest markers of how good you're going to do at life. If you want to get into a relationship with someone, make sure you find someone who is growing their rose. If you want to raise great kids, make sure you raise kids who are growing their rose. If you want to succeed at life, make sure you're growing your rose. You're growing your rate of self evolution, which means you are spending that time every day to nurture yourself, to heal your body, to meditate. To go to the gym, to learn how to learn, to get better at life, to engage in personal growth, and not just do the nine to five like everyone else. So write that down. Rose. And ask yourself this question every morning. How am I gonna grow my rose today? Now the second rule comes from this idea, self-transcendence. And the second rule also stemmed from a Mind Valley teacher whom you saw on stage last year. His name was Neil Donald Walsh. Any of you guys remember Neil reunion last year? I know you guys loved his speech. You gave him incredible ratings. So that picture was taken at Mindval University in Barcelona. Back then it was 300 people, not like 1,100. Neil gave a two-day workshop. And somewhere in that workshop, one of you, and that person may even be in the room, I don't know, raised her hand and said, Neil, what do I do if I wake up every day and I just feel sad and I feel depressed and I feel worried? And Neil said, I'm going to give you one word of advice. And what he said then sounded a little bit too in your face or too unsympathetic. He said this. He said, I want you to remember that your life is not about you. Rather, your life is about the lives of everyone you touch. When you walk into a room, you don't walk into that room. You walk into that room to heal the room. And when you make your life beyond you, you will stop waking up sad and depressed. That leads us to rule two. Your life is not about you. Rather, your life is about the lives of everyone you touch. I share these two rules with you because I want everyone in our community to get to self-transcendence. Only when we see ourselves in unity can we truly go forth and create a better world. And you're going to find that self-transcendence is an underlying theme in everything about Mind Valley, and everything about what we do at this conference. This is why you will see that we are bringing Marianne Williamson on stage. I mean, she she's all about that. She's kicking people's ass to be activists. And one of the new Rules that we've established in Mind Valley is that the authors that we bring on must stand for something. They must stand for something greater than just their learning. If you are teaching health, don't just teach health, take on the food companies that lie to people about sugar. So, Anadea Judith, Anadea is one of the top writers on the human energy body and chakras. And I met her in Sausalito about 18 months ago. And we met in a cafe and I was trying to figure out if we should work with Anodea, and she handed me her business card, and her business card said, activist. And immediately, I connected with her, and I showed her my business card, which said, CEO activist. Anodea cares greatly about the ecology and global warming, and I want to work with teachers like that. Because if you're just teaching people how to get a better body or how to succeed at their career, you're operating at the self-esteem level. That isn't the highest level of Maslow. We want teachers who move you to give a damn, and that's why we work with Anodea, and that's the new rule for all the teachers we bring on Mind Valley. You have a stand, and if you don't, it's cool, but we want people who have a stand. Likewise, we want you guys to have a stand. What do you stand for? What is it that you can turn as your purpose so that you can go forward and fix the world? This is the question that puzzles so many people, and it puzzled me for a while as well. And I understood the answer when, over the years, Talking to many people, I realized that the answer actually comes from our wounding. The clue for your mission, for how you're about to go forth and fix the world comes from your wounding. Let's go back to what Rumi said. The wound is the place where life enters. Think back to a time that you were deeply hurt. Maybe you were arrested for something you didn't do. Maybe you had an abusive partner. Maybe you had an abusive school teacher maybe you were treated unkindly. That wounding is often our soul's way of giving us a marker for what we're meant to do in the world. You can take that wounding and turn it into your mission. You can take what is it that hurt you and use that to fix the world. So let me give you an idea of how you would do this process. And I want to share this story with you guys. Some of you guys know this story, but for those of you who don't, it's the story of why Mine Valley is Mine Valley. So when I first started Mine Valley, I started it in New York. I'd been living in the U.S. for nine years, and I loved America, and I really, really, really was excited about settling here and creating a life here. And then September 11 happened. And all of us remember September 11. I was in Berkeley at that time. We never forget the images on TV. But it was what happened after September 11 that really rocked my life, Around 18 months after September 11. I was living in New York, and I was running a beautiful office space over there. I was the director of sales for a dot-com. And my dot-com, the guys who ran it, they were superbly incredible patriotic Americans. They wanted to open a beautiful office in New York. They were based in San Fran and help boost the New York economy, help create jobs. So I was there hiring people and creating this incredible company. And then one day, I show up at JFK Airport, and I get called aside. And I'm told that I can no longer just enter the country. I've been added to what back then was called the special registration watch list. Around 72,000 men who were born in Muslim countries were added to that watch list. It didn't matter if you were Muslim or not. I'm brown and I don't shave sometimes, so I could look Arab or Afghani or whatever. But what this meant is that I could no longer use certain airports and before getting on a plane, I had to go for a two-hour interrogation. Getting off a plane, I had to go through a two-hour interrogation. But the worst was this. Even if I chose not to travel anywhere, every 28 days, I had to line up for four hours on this massive line, massive line outside the government office in New York. I remember it was January or February. It was freaking cold. The line was four blocks long, and I had to report to the government to be fingerprinted to have my photograph taken and to give them my credit card so that my purchases could be tracked, you know, in case I bought fertilizer or something. <laughs> I don't blame anyone. And the immigration agents who processed me, they were such wonderful men and women that, you know, they felt helpless too. They felt it was wrong because I was as American as they were. We would talk about Michigan football, and they enjoyed speaking to someone who was so familiar to them. But it was painful for me. And three months After that, I decided I couldn't live in America anymore. I still loved America, but I couldn't live in the country if I was being forced to live like I was on parole. And that's when I moved to Malaysia. And that's when my suffering gave me my mission. And that mission is not just education. That mission is to unify the world, which is why Mind Valley in Kuala Lumpur now has people from 54 different countries working there, because I want to create a world where we don't have to put people in boxes based on how they look, or their skin color. And I was so pissed off at what happened. I was pissed off at the U.S. government. Now, it only lasted five years. In 2008, President Obama ruled the whole thing unconstitutional and dismantled it. So thank you, Obama. Trump wants to bring it back, and I disagree with that. I'm not going to vilify someone for having different political beliefs, but I disagree with that. And I disagree with border walls. And I disagree with calling asylum seekers illegals. And part of what we want to do at Mind Valley is help push forth this idea of unity. Again, the suffering leads to a vision. So I want to share with you a video that we released last year when Trump announced the Muslim ban. And many of you have seen this. It's called Stand Up. And this video will help you understand why we do what we do. But we made this video because I went through suffering. And I don't want my daughter growing up in the world where she would ever get labeled or ever get prevented from entering a country because of how she looks. My daughter is half white, half Indian, so she looks Middle Eastern. So I just wouldn't want her on a list. Watch this video. I stand for love. I stand for peace. I stand for unity. Education. The environment. Equality. I stand for refugees. In an age of dangerous politics, don't let bullies force you to sit down. To tell you you're being too political or unpatriotic when you speak your truth. To tell you you're constant toll. Or that you don't belong here. Speak up, rise up. Unite. And to those who dare to stand. I'm not asking you to be political. That video presented, though, a list of things that you could take a stand for. LBTQ rights women's rights, refugees, unity, the environment. And remember, you don't have to build a business in that area. We're an education business. But Valley, if you notice, takes a firm stand for human unity in how we hire, in how we present our events, in the fact that everything we do is global. It's human unity. So you can have your business, whether it is in auto mechanics or it's in engineering or it's software development or it's a barbershop, but you can add a layer on it for something that you stand for. And this is one of the best ways to take your suffering and turn it into a superpower so you can rise up to self-transcendence. I take a stand for unity because, as I said, my daughter is a beautiful Middle Eastern-looking girl. And I want to make sure that she doesn't grow up in a world that's going to vilify her for how she looks. So, one of the things we're seeking to do at Mind Valley, and this is something I'm super excited about, yeah, we're working on events and great tech, but it's a concept called mimetic inoculation. You guys have heard of how we can inoculate people against diseases, right? Science has gotten there. Now, I believe we need to look at how can we inoculate people against dumb ideas. <laughs> how can we inoculate people against The BS from the food companies that tell you to eat certain things. The BS from companies like the cola industry that market diet soda. The gal of them, to use the word diet, when modern science shows that diet soda messes with your gut bacteria and is worse for you than sugar soda. Those of you who are diet cola fans, sorry to ruin your day. (laughs) How can we take a stand against politicians who use fear to win elections? Because we all know that leaders who lack vision have to win votes through division? How can we inoculate people against the ideas from the capitalist consumerist world that tells you to buy, buy, buy things that we don't need? So, mimetic inoculation simply means that we want to help get powerful transformational ideas out that act as a force field against dumb ideas. So, for example, when we launched WildFit last year, we also launched the campaign against Nestle. It became the biggest news in Malaysia because Nestle is the single biggest company in Malaysia. We launched a campaign against Nestle because they were lying to the public, offering a drink that was 40% sugar and calling it a health drink and encouraging mothers to give this to their kids twice a day. As a result, the health ratings for this drink were dropped from four and a half stars to one and a half stars. So we took on Nestle and we fucking won. That was powerful. And... Even though Mind Valley's goal is to now get into companies all around the world, we are going to take on companies. We are in Malaysia and we took on the biggest company in our country. And we're taking on other companies next. I can't say who. But it's coming. It's memetic inoculation. But this is the next level of memetic inoculation. I was speaking at the Student Leadership Congress in India. The organization was called ISAC. They had gathered student leaders from all around the world. And I opened one of their brochures, and I saw this. It was an idea of global citizenship. I'm going to read it out to you. Global citizenship typically defines a person who places their identity with a global community above the identity as a citizen of a particular nation or place. The idea is that one's identity transcends Geography or political borders, and that planetary human community is interdependent and whole, humankind is essentially one. I so love that idea. So, the next thing that we're aiming for, this is a 20 year goal for Mind Valley, is an idea that we call the Earth Flag, and it is the ultimate form of memetic inoculation. Once We create a flag for planet Earth which doesn't exist right now. A flag that when we colonize Mars, this is the flag that should be on the rocket. So an American kid, a Mexican kid, an Afghani kid can look up and go, that's my rocket. An Earth flag is missing for planet Earth. It is something that holds us back as a species. I went to speak at the UN a couple of months back, and I noticed that at the UN, there are all of these other flags. There is no Earth flag. And the Earth flag is a campaign that we're going to launch. We want to create a flag that represents planet Earth. This, interestingly enough, is a form of medic inoculation. Because once you understand that you are part of something much greater than your country, you give a damn about global warming. And politicians like Trump will lose their power because they rely on the lie of national identity to win votes. So... Education is the first thing that we're doing, but our greater cause is to take nationalism and place it firmly into the garbage bin of human history. So anyway, that vision comes from being on that watch list. And my question back to you is, what was your suffering and what are you going to do about it? Think about that moment where you were hurt, where you were vilified, where you felt betrayed or lied to, where you were punished unfairly, where you were like stomped and put down. What value are you going to pick up from that? Suffering is the breadcrumbs to your mission, to why you're here. And what is it going to make you stand for? Martin Luther King said this, and this is one of the most powerful quotes, because if you don't get this, personal growth becomes about the cute yoga ass and not beyond Power without love is reckless and abusive. We see this in our political systems all the time. Power without love. And love without power, though, is sentimental and anemic. We see this in the spiritual movement. Oh, it's about meditating and being one with my crystal. (laughs) That's love without power. Power at its best is love implementing the demands of justice, and justice at its best is power correcting everything that stands against love. That's where I would love to see you guys play. And the great part is this, when you take that suffering and you figure out the stand that it's gonna give you, and you figure out how to take that stand and put it into your life mission, the suffering disappears. That baggage that you're carrying, that wound on your soul disappears. Viktor Frankl pointed this out, suffering ceases to be suffering at the moment it finds its meaning. So, let's do a quick recap. Rule number one. And this was the rule that Sri Kumar Rao jolted me into at reunion last year. Your thing is not about your thing. Ready, your thing is nothing more than a vehicle for your personal growth. And that's great. It means you're going to grow your rose. But you got to do something with that. You need to combine that love with a form of power. And that is rule number two remember that your life is not about you. Rather, your life is about the lives of everyone you touch. Now, you've got to put both of it together because when I see people I know here in the room, people often are on different ends of the spectrum. They are people who are really passionate about personal growth. They look amazing and they're super joyous, but they are not changing the world outside them. And we need those people to fix the world. And then there are people out there who are so desperately fixing the world, the incredible aid workers and the people who volunteer for the UNHCR, and they are wonderful, amazing people, but their lives are wrecked because they've forgotten to take care of themselves. I want you to remember this analogy. The heart is the most selfish organ in the human body because the heart takes all the good blood for itself. And then it sends the rest of the blood to your lungs and your liver and your kidneys and everything else. So I guess one could call the heart selfish because it holds on to all the best blood. But the fact is, if the heart did not do that, the heart would die. And if the heart died, it would take down everything else. And so you must first work on yourself, rule number one, and then work on the world. And when you do that, our guest speaker, Marion Williamson's quote, starts to become more and more relevant to you. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small, doesn't serve the world. So I wanted to leave you with that message. Thank you. So I hope you enjoyed that conversation. As I mentioned at the beginning, those two rules came to me in my conversations with Neil Donald Walsh and with Sri Kumar Rao. See, one of the things that I do is I seek great mentors around the world and I have intimate conversations with them, asking them for their models of reality, their systems for living. And then as I go into these deep conversations with them, I record these and I share them with my audience. All of these conversations are available on Mindvalley. If you found these ideas powerful, if you felt that these rules really resonated with you, then let's go beyond just these two rules into a wide array of different models of reality, different systems of living from some of the greatest minds in the world. I'm talking Peter Diamandis, Ariana Huffington, Ben Greenfield, Dave Asprey, JJ Virgin, Christy Marie Sheldon. You may have heard of these names and they cover a wide array of life itself from health and nutrition to biohacking to vision building to starting media companies to sleep to nutrition to spirituality to talking to angel guides. All of this are on Mind Valley mentoring. Go check it out. Mindvalley.com forward slash mentoring. Here's the story. I started Mind Valley mentoring as a personal tool. I would get in a call with these individuals. And I would ask them to coach me for an hour. Now I couldn't afford to pay them. This was like 10 years ago. So what I would do is I would advise them on their websites. Almost everyone at that point, this was, you know, before Instagram took off was focused on building the best damn branding website possible. And I would advise them on everything from design to font. See, before Mind Valley, I used to run a web design company. So it became a beautiful exchange. Now, as I started recording these mentoring episodes, I started sharing them with friends. And the first episodes were basically Skype video. One of the first people was Ariana Huffington. So when you watch that episode, you will see it's rough, blurry Skype video. I think that was done like seven years ago. And as these episodes took off and my friends started falling in love with this wisdom, I decided to turn it into a product. And so that's how Mindvalley Mentoring emerge. Now, today, we no longer record on Skype webcam. I actually travel the world. And these episodes are filmed in incredible studios in LA, in New York. In LA, we just rented a studio. And just before we got in there, Lady Gaga was filming a music video there. So these are now like beautiful, full-on productions. And we release two episodes every month. Each episode is about 45 minutes to an hour. And the best part is Mindvalley Mentoring is only like 99 bucks a year. And you get the backlog of 100 of the best episodes from the past and a new episode every month. So it's something I do out of passion. It is not our main program at Mind Valley, that's Mind Valley Quest. That's the bulk of our company. But I love doing mentoring because I get to go really, really, really intimate with so many amazing minds and to make it super affordable for the, I think close to now 20,000 students who are subscribed. So if you find this interesting, go to mindvalleymentoring.com and check it out and subscribe. And you can also subscribe from our Mind Valley app. So mentoring is available on the Mind Valley app and obviously, the episodes you can listen to on your way to work. These are not interviews. Interviews are a dime a dozen. You can get a podcast. What I try to do is go deep into a person's world view, extract their models of reality, how they see the world, and then extract their systems of living. Help them break it down and deliver it to you in a way where you can easily understand and adapt these ideas into your life. So thank you for being part of the Mind Valley podcast. If you enjoyed the wisdom in this last 35, 40 minutes, please go ahead and leave us a review. And if you want to go deeper in your Mind Valley journey, check out Mind Valley Mentor. Thank you all. See you next week.